Well, I'm here to show a different perspective today with my very special guest who is going to show us how running a female-led business has got them to the position that they're in today within the financial services industry. What, what competitive advantage did they have with the team that they've got in place? And we're going to find out from this CEO that I've brought in here with you today, who's going to talk to us about how he has built a team around powerful, talented, and ambitious women. So I am very proud and very happy to present Alistair Hoyne, the CEO of Finance. Welcome to the show, Alistair. Hi, Ralph, nice to see you. And you, how are you doing? I'm good. Yes, I've, uh, I'm. I'm just on the back end of uh, my holiday now, and uh, and looking forward to getting back and stuck into work, and and probably about seventeen thousand admin emails. Oh, I bet. I bet you've got a lot to get through. But nonetheless, I so so value your time and appreciate you making it onto the show because um, I know we have a very very tight schedule. So I really do appreciate you actually fitting uh, fitting us in. So thanks for being here today. That's no problem at all. Now, as I said in the intro, Alistair, that, that I've invited you here for a very specific reason, um, and I, I want to show an, an evidence how you have been able to build a team with a lot of women in the team, right? So before we get onto that and we discuss how that happened and, and what that feels like and why that has been the case, uh, just give everyone an intro about yourself, your experience, what you do. And uh, what made you come on the show? So if you can squeeze that in there as well when you've uh, done with your intro. Yeah. I don't know how long do we have, right? I mean, it's your show. Yeah, it's your but, show. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, um, I'll, I'll try and make it brief because I don't want to lose anyone's attention or bore anyone to death. But um, I think um, I've got a, I've got a slightly more unusual background. So obviously, finance is a is a non bank financial services group. Uh, originally started out as a mortgage broker. Uh, it's now expanded quite rapidly over the last two years into uh, property finance brokerage, uh, bespoke facility creation, where we actually design products either to meet client requirements or because we think the market needs them. Uh, we've got an insurance and protection arm. We have an estate planning, wills and trust business. We have an education publishing and events business. We've got our own technology division, which develops software for the industry. Uh, we've got business finance brokerage. And uh, a, most, a more recent addition is we've actually launched our own lending arm. So we've, uh, we've grown quite substantially in a, in a short period of time. Um, on, on the brokerage side, I think we've, uh, we, we've gained market share quite quickly uh, from having a very uh, innovative approach to the market. It's, uh, it's not so much a case of uh, what's, on the what's on the supermarket shelf and how cheap can we get it. It's actually more a follow me into the back room. I'm pretty sure I might have your product. And let's put it together in a nice little hamper for you so that you get exactly what you need in one go. Um, and if, it, if, it, if, if we don't have it in the back room, we'll order it in specially for you. That's generally the way I would sort of describe that uh, the service offering and the fact that we can originate and design new products. So we were established in 2021. Uh, we've currently got a team of 10. Um, we've issued terms on over £2 billion worth of property in that time. Uh, we're currently live on £250 million worth of loans. I mean, a lot of the market is struggling right now, and we, we've added 40 million in new originations since the beginning of August. So we're definitely growing very, very quickly. Um, we're currently active on about 100 loans. So we're, a, we're, a, we're, a, we're, a, we're not a volume player. We're a high value 
low volume, uh, complex deals that often can take longer. But the average value of our loan at the moment is around 2 million. And we're also working on uh, a large scale loan that's going to take an, uh, probably six to nine months to structure, but that's for a 150 million pound ground up development. So we're, um, you know, we're quite, uh, we're, we're quite broad, whether you're borrowing 25,000 or 250 million, we, we can find a solution for you. Um, and even within that short period of time, we've actually been uh, uh, either granted or, or nominated for a number of awards. So um, I was put in the top 30 brokers by BNC in 2022. I followed it up with being in the same power list, but now ranked among the top 40 property professionals in 2023. Uh, we're up for best newcomer uh, broker in the BNC Awards this year. Uh, we're shortlisted so far now as well for the National Association of Commercial Finance Brokers, the NACFB, for Commercial Broker of the Year, Outstanding Service Award, and myself for Rising Star. And this is a bit of a funny one. We won the Best Title Split Finance Specialist in the 2023 London SME Awards, which is an interesting win for us, given the fact that we created the facility. So I'm kind of glad that we got that one. Um, my background in brief, so I have, I, I, I'm new to this industry. I mean, I think, and I'd like to think that that's why we're, we're able to look at things differently. Um, I actually uh, have done something that's highly unusual in the sense that I spent 10 years as an investment banker, uh, working in banks, uh, in fixed income, uh, derivatives, and then eventually in full global markets, um, both in London, uh, Hong Kong, and Singapore. Uh, I have also then worked in the buy side, so hedge funds. So I actually used to be the CEO of a $31 billion hedge fund, uh, where my role was very much uh, growth, uh, expansion, compliance and asset raising. So in what we call a uh, distribution in, in the buy side. I then went and became a private equity uh, strategy specialist for a number of years uh, and then decided, you know what, mortgage finance was going to be so much more exciting. So why don't I change that? Um, but no, I mean, jokes aside, I, I was living in Asia. Um, I had uh, some uh, uh, family situation with my uh, parents uh, getting uh, getting older and getting, getting uh, unwell. And I realized as an only child, it probably made sense for me to come back and be able to look after them. Um, like, even though Roz is Italian, I actually grew up in Italy. And so I still have that very much Italian mentality of, you know, taking care of your the older generation and, and looking after them. And so that's what I sort of did. I came back and uh, I even did the whole move where you actually move your parents in. I kind of wish I hadn't done that now, but I but, but it's working. It's working now. And um, and uh, so we uh, so now we're a nice big, uh, you know, multifamily. And, um, uh, and, uh, we're, um, you know, we, I just, you know, when I came back here, they wanted to live in Lancashire and I was like, yeah, that's going to kill my, you know, high finance career because there's no real banks or hedge funds up, up in the North. You might have a bit of back office in Manchester, but even that's 50 miles away from where I live. So I ended up having to sort of reinvent myself and I figured, you know, well, I, I like finance. So instead of just moving money from one place to another, let's find a, an application to my finance knowledge and property finance became the the first extension and then it naturally it was it was almost a given that I was eventually going to go back into lending uh, and now we've we've got this ability for me to dream up new products and then actually lend those products so it's not just um it's not just you know there for me and my team we're actually giving these products out now to other brokers so more customers can avail of of these these packages and and we've we've built some pretty sexy stuff and and actually, I can give you an exclusive, Roz. 
because actually as of yesterday, we just launched uh, a modification to our title split finance. So we can now lend 75% of the split value uh, on, on purchase of multi-unit freehold blocks where you're splitting titles, um, which means that you could borrow 100% of the purchase price. And we've also just launched a 75% uh, open market value bridge product when, within finance capital, which means that again, if you're buying at a 30, 40%, a 30% discount to the purchase price, we could be lending you 100% of the purchase and 100% of the work. So given this market is quite liquid, a lot of people, you know, cost of living, they don't have as much in savings, you know, we're trying to keep people in the game, if that makes sense. And, um, and that's what's, uh, you know, and, and, and that's what's led me to have a, having to uh, bring on a really strong team to support me that's, you know, young and ambitious and and ultimately has the same values as myself, which is that, you know, the client comes first. And I mean the client comes first. I mean, if you have to, if that client wants to call you at two in the morning, you take that phone call. So we've uh, we, we've built a, a service model that's what I almost would look as akin to private banking, but private broking, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, that's really the background and, and how I've got to where I am now. And, uh, and, uh, and, 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 you know, it's funny, I get... Uh, I get asked often what my goals are, what my ambitions are. And you know, I, in honesty, in all honesty, there's no sort of money target. There's no sort of size target. There's no sort of, you know, like share price target. It's just a, let's see how many people we can help and let, let's, let's see where we're going to go with this. And, uh, you know, let's just keep innovating and, and, and helping more people. It really is kind of, because I had a successful career previously, right? I now have this opportunity to just see how it goes and see where it goes and, and I think that lack of pressure is what's really allowing us to grow when a lot of people might have more pressing concerns, such as meeting payroll or paying the office or, you know, other liquidity issues. And I think, you know, and I think, and, and you know, as you, as you referred to in your initial um, introduction, the, one of the big reasons for our success is having, having an amazing team. And, you know, looking at the structure of my team right now, we currently have about 10 people. We did go up to 15, 16 at one point. We've paired it back uh, to, to those that we've found to be the star performers. And out of, you know, you have to forgive me, I have to look at my screen, but out of five, six, seven, eight, out of 10 people in the company, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, 60% 60 of the company that is, that is female. Uh, and of those, four of them lead major divisions of my companies. Uh, and, 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 and one of the, and, and if we look at the, um, the, the, the age as well, just out of curiosity, right? Because often, you know, I myself, am, I'm turning 40 this year. Um, but if we look at Imogen Spall, who is the head of uh, finance property, uh, she's, I'm going to get this wrong now by accident, you know, but I, I, uh, I believe, I, I don't know, I can't, I've forgotten her age now. Um, I, yeah, she's in her early 20s. Uh, she's been a mortgage broker for over six years and she's running my property finance team, which is currently live on uh, over a hundred million pounds worth of transactions. I have Trish McGurr, who's uh, been around the block, um, has worked in the NHS as a mental health uh, senior consultant. Uh, she also has had uh, contract work for Lancashire Police and Fire Authority, uh, helping them with their organizational behavior. Uh, and now she's running our education, publishing and events business. And we also have the very young Molly Markey, who we picked up from a private bank, uh, who came in to set up and run our lending business, which is continuing to innovate and launch new products. Um, so as you can sort of start to see, we, uh, we're finding that, you know, 
it's often the best woman for the job. Interesting introduction. Uh, a lot you've packed in a lot in uh, such a short space of time. So I'm going to try and break down and and dive into each individual um, uh, segment there. So I want to kick off my first question with. Um, you say you're, it sounds like you're in the business, you know, rolling with it, you know, you're having some fun with it. Um, you've had a lot of success in the past. And so right now you don't feel like you have uh, the pressure um, on your shoulders. So where did you get your motivation and your passion from when you're just, you know, cruising and having a good time and you haven't got that um, added pressure that, not, you know, everyday business people have like, you know, make money, pay people bring out, you know, get the bills down, try and grow a company. Where, where does your motivation come from? You know, there's a phrase, right? They say that if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. That and that's what I'm, I'm, yeah, that's, and, and, and I can tell you that it's true. I can tell you that I actually love what I do. I wake up early and, I, you know, even in my career, right, when I was a senior banker, I'd be like, God damn it, that bloody alarm clock, I don't want to wake up. You know, but uh, I just, uh, you know, and you look forward to the nights out more than you look forward to the day at work. But I, I really love what I do. I, um, I, you know, I wake up early, 7 a.m. I will be working probably until the evening. I'll often be working at weekends. My clients are like, you know, we've never met anyone that works weekends. And I'm like, well, you're off on the weekends looking at property. So I obviously need to be helping you at the weekends, don't I? Um, I mean, I've just, you know, I've just come back from a three-week holiday. I was in Thailand for 10 days and I was in Torquay for two weeks and I was, I had permission from my wife to work mornings uh, before lunch and evenings after, you know, after we'd got back from the day's events, just so I could stay on top of my transactions. And, you know, I, I, I actually undertook um, my my uh, team have been telling me that we need to be doing a little bit more profiling, you know, whether uh, that of customers or and their, their sort of purchasing habits and price sensitivities, but but also of the team themselves. And so I, I undertook the the. Uh, a court, uh, I, won't, I won't quote anyone here, um, but I undertook one of those sort of psychometric tests the other day, and and it showed me some results that were were pretty apt actually. I mean, it, it said that uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm someone that's definitely very creative. I like to start new projects, build new companies, um, you know. Uh, but you know, because I'm so fast and efficient, and and I like things to get done quickly and correctly, I I, I often have difficulty with people that aren't moving at the same speed. And you know, in doing so, I it, it helped me unlock that 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 knowledge of how to communicate with with my team and and with customers and suppliers, and it also probably helped them because I shared my results so that when they were telling me that they were late with something, I, they would know how to phrase it so that it wouldn't you know like rattle my cage, and you know, so I just I I can't describe it right. I mean, you know, thankfully we've grown really quickly. Um, you know, we're, we we from you know. A, a, when I started out this brokerage, I thought that I, you know, based on a lot of other brokers out there, I'd be lucky to make thirty to fifty thousand pounds a year. And at the current speed that we're growing, we're making, you know, a hundred to two hundred thousand pounds a month. So there isn't the pressure anyway, based on the volume of business that we're getting, um, and the fact that it's it's the pleasure for me. You know, that's what allows me to 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 expand and grow, and you know the. And I'll be honest. Anytime you know the the anytime anything starts to get a bit, you know, mundane, that's normally my 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 indicator to myself. Okay, Alistair, the business has got to a level where it's sustainable, 
Um, obviously, you can do more if you market more, advertise more, and so on. But it's obviously got to that level where it's running. So that's that's the cue for me to say, okay, great. Let's hire a general manager to come and run that business. I'll go and find another way to make money. And um, and that uh, that allows me to stay excited. Um, although, to be honest, now after 10 companies in, in two years, I, I think that I might have hit the limit with uh, with my with my non-bank FI. Uh, so I've, I've started to sort of put my spare time into looking at other things I could buy. And I've kind of got my eye on a nightclub in Manchester. So uh, because it's a great place to entertain my clients, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, it's just your, your passion. So to me, seems like it comes from just being a natural born entrepreneur who loves to innovate, fund, create. Obviously, I think most people listening, if they were also earning 100 to 200,000 pounds per month, they would love that alarm clock going off every morning. Um, but if, but obviously, if people aren't in that position, they find love in their job in, in, in other ways. And I, I think you're just one of those naturally born entrepreneurs who just loves to, you know, find the next bit of project to sink your teeth into. So um, I can see, yeah, I can see why, you know, you're so uh, actively involved in your business, even when you are turning over, uh, you know, the figures that you've just shared. So uh, now that we've covered your passion and your your characteristics and, and your your strengths, let's talk about the, the setup of your team. So the reason you were invited on the show in, uh, in particular was because you made it very obvious to me when we were chatting offline um, that you are uh, running a very female-heavy team, right? That you've got a lot of women at leadership level and that you quite rightly wanted to make that known to the audience and to the people here today because actually a lot of people will assume that a lot of people in um, leadership are men, right? So how has that been different to for you? Like how have you... Has that happened by accident? Did that grow just organically? Did How did it come about that you've got 60% of the people in your team are women? I think, um, you know, it, it stems partly from my own career um, and, and, and partly from, you know, opportunity. So I have always taken the view that I don't care whether you're a man, a woman, any color of the rainbow, any orientation of the rainbow, uh, it's the best person for the job, right? That's what matters. Um, in my own career, I accelerated very quickly. I went. I started out in a bank when I was 23, having uh, took and taken a gap year before university, and made managing director by 30. Um, running a, a, a very large book of $500 million a year in revenue. And I was about 20 years younger than, you know, 10 to 20 years younger than my peers, actually. And it was it was difficult. So, I mean, I, I very much faced ageism. Um, the fact that how can someone so young be considered to be of the same level? I mean, funny enough, that's half the reason I have a beard, because I was literally told by my boss, you know, you look really young, can you at least grow a beard? Um, and, you know, and it, it was annoying, right? Because, I mean, I don't think tenure, you know, should be the driver of experience. You know, if you, like, I, I would almost argue, right, that if you work 18 hours a day, you're working three days for everyone's normal day or two days for everyone's normal day, right? So you, so 10 years' time, you've actually got 20 years' experience worth of the amount of time you've put in. And even more so, it catalyzes if you've got, if you're if you're good at what you do. And so I've taken that approach very much with building my own team. So for me, it's always been 
you know, it, it's nothing to do with discrimination laws or anything. It's just been who's best at the job, who's got the most ambition, where do they want to go, what do they want to achieve? You know, it, it's interviewing investment bankers was always interesting, right? Because if they only cared about the money, then how do you know they're actually going to care about the job? But if they don't care about the money, why would they want to do the job? Because that's kind of like investment banking, right? You do it for the money, uh, but you have to enjoy it. And so for me, it's also been very interesting sort of like looking at people and saying, well, look, I would rather you actually didn't come from the industry. I mean, I, I might accept for Imogen, um, the rest of my team, uh, and, and, and Sam, of course, had her own career in broking, but most of my team haven't come from the industry. They've become from financial services, um, and therefore they had a strong understanding of the economics of the market, how it worked, uh, and learning the product strategy and, and taking the exams is relatively straightforward. But we wanted to take the attitude. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, many years ago, I, I saw a few episodes of Richard Branson's equivalent of The Apprentice, and instead of having them do business chat tasks, he used to make them face their fears. So I remember seeing an episode where the whole group were made to walk across a tightrope between two hot air balloons in the sky because one member of that group was had you know was afraid of heights and so they were all forced to you know walk the tightrope and that individual obviously that was afraid of heights was allowed to therefore overcome it and so each episode was you know going out cross helping people get over one of those one of those fears because if you've been faced your fears and 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 get through it then then anything else, any other challenge you face in life will be simple. And business is no different. And so for me, that's been very much the approach. And so I, I noticed quite quickly that there were very few women in this industry, which is very similar to investment banking as it stands, and fund management. It's very male-driven. That's probably due to old-fashioned uh, hierarchies, you know, nepotism and other such things, the fraternity that exists in finance, right? The fact that you want to go out drinking with the boys and all this sort of stuff. But hey, I tell you what, though, you know, like the, the, the guys go to nightclubs to meet other guys. You know, I'm sure some guys do, but a lot of guys obviously are going specifically to uh, hope that there's lots of girls in there. Right. So, you know, that's an interesting thing. Let's play off the fact that they want to be around lots of women. So wouldn't you want to have. So if you're going to be working with lots of brokers or lots of funders who are all men, who do they want to meet? That's, you know, that was one of the stimulating questions. Uh, the other thing was the women in this industry, given there are less of them, there is this kind of, you know, almost built in sense that they need to prove themselves to be better, which obviously leads to ambition. It's, it's similar to myself, right? So, I mean, I, again, during my, uh, what do you call it in England, high school years, you know, I, I faced quite a significant amount of pretty soul destroying bullying. And it wasn't physical because I'm six foot five, you know. It, but it was, you know, it was emotional. It was sort of like your this, that name, right? You know, it, it's almost like sticks and stones won't break my bones, but words will always hurt me. And that led to me sort of developing this sort of like outer shell that I can put up with criticism and I'm just going to show you that I'm better, right? And and I think that that attitude is what can carry over when when you're faced, to, when you're a minority in an, in, in an industry, in a society or anything, that you actually end up going out and proving your success, right? You know, um, we can look at demographics of entire countries where minorities have actually, you know, overtaken the local population, not necessarily breeding, but in economy, in business, in certain areas, right? And so, and I think we, I'm getting a bit existential here, but I do think that we, 
can really see that, you know, with 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 the women in this industry. You know, the fact that we now have, uh, you know, the Women in Industry Awards uh, and so on to really honor what they're doing for us. Um, because, you know, it's so much harder. You know, it's like, I, I, I can't say anything, right? Because not only are women often expected to, you know, take care of, uh, you know, children and family, they're the ones that actually have to bear the family. Um, and they still have to manage a career at the same time, you know? Who do you want to put in charge of multitasking and running a multi-million pound multi-spoked organization? The person that can only just about read the map or the person that can do 17 things at once, you know? That's the, these sort of like, yeah, like characteristical concepts. I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna end up, you know, any men that watch this interview are never gonna wanna work with me, are they? But, um, but I don't care. Um, that, that, you know, we've got, um, we've got Imogen, like I mentioned earlier, who's in a young, early 20s, who might have only been working for six years, but those whole six years have been as a mortgage broker uh, with a brief stint in a fish and chip shop, I believe. Uh, and, and therefore, her six years to me is like 12 years, 18 years. She's, more, she's three times more experienced than me in this industry. Um, we've got Sam, who is, you know, running our term finance team, who has a most, it's a most interesting story about how she joined us. So I was giving talks in London uh, to do with how to fund SAS pensions. She had seen me speak a few times and she actually wrote to us and said, words the effect of, I think all the products you've built are amazing. Um, I would really like to work for you because to be honest, if I don't come and work for you, I'm worried that I won't actually be able to compete with you anyway. So can I join you? So that was really, really endearing. Um, and then of course, you know, again, it, it was a case of, you know, we got Trish on board to help us run our education business because, again, she had this background, this technical background in education and healthcare and stress and all these elements that help build a business. And, you know, we, we were able to attract her to come and work with us in, a, in partnership. Uh, and, and as a result of her initiatives, which blow me away, right, the amount of emails that go out daily from our systems to tell clients about the great new things, it's like, I mean, I can use Mailchimp, but this stuff is insanely good, right? So she's uh, she's she, she's like just dropped everything and has taken the bull by its horns, you know, Budisha and all that. Um, and we've got uh, and, uh, and and uh, as a result, actually, well, she's going to be taking a, a much larger role shortly, running the marketing for the whole group. And and then, of course, like I said, Molly, who um, Molly was a really difficult candidate to hire. I think I had I spent months courting her to join because she was already working as sort of a, a, a BDM and senior operations manager in a lender uh, that specialized in bridging finance. And, you know, she just didn't, she was just really cautious about joining a startup. So I, I, I it was, it was a case of, you know, just saying like, look, um, these are the two roles I, I originally had in mind, but to be honest, we're so keen to get you on board because you've been so, of so much assistance to us from the firm that you currently work for that I will build a role around your skill sets just to get you on board. And, um, and you know, and again, she's been remarkable. I mean, just the other day, we, uh, we, we won a new funding line. And I said to her, it would be great if we could put a bit of documentation together to show how professional our, our processes are when it comes to, um, you know, analyzing deals, um, doing the KYC, underwriting, getting valuations and so on. And, and she sent me like, in 30 minutes, she sent me all these bleeding kind of like, you know, Kanban process maps, you know, with the diamonds and the squares and the circles. And I'm like, oh my God, when did you build all of this? She's like, oh, I've just been getting on with the job, you know? And I'm like, I'm just, they just, my team just amazes me every day. So 
you know, my target now is, you know, my, the, if I had a target, the target is to build this business so that when I retire, they've got something to take home with them, right? They've got a business that they can now carry on. Yeah, that's wonderful. I, I, I'm just going to ask a question on behalf of many listeners, perhaps uh, tuning in. Have you got any jobs going at your, uh, at your, at your firm? Are you currently recruiting? Just in case anyone was interested. Do you know what? Funny enough, I do actually. That's a very she, and and she didn't even know that I was doing this. So this is a genuine question. So funny enough, I I did put a quirky post out on LinkedIn the other day. Actually, um, a very different writing style to my normal style. Uh, I think I think the post was something along the lines of, "Do you get out of bed in the morning dreaming about business finance and asset finance? You know, do you love your job so much and th that your clients know that you're the technical expert, the go-to, everybody knows who you are." Um, you know, are your clients in so, you know, loyal to you that they'd follow you anywhere? Uh, if you are interested, we've got a job for you. Um, so ultimately, yes. So we're currently recruiting for managing director, so the divisional head of our business finance team, which is our business finance, asset finance, cash flow finance, trade finance, all those kind of sexy areas. Um, and we're looking for a managing director to come in on a market leading commission. We're going to give them equity uh, in the business. Um, so to me, it's perfect for someone that's either younger, but has already quickly accelerated or it's probably someone mid-career that, that has always dreamed of running their own business, but doesn't quite have that money. They have the money to either survive six months while building the book or, or they have six months of investment. Well, we can cover the investment. We just need you to build the business. So if any of you guys out there are looking to uh, run your own business within our business, uh, what we like to call an entrepreneur, then uh, get in touch. Well, that is, I genuinely did not know you were actually recruiting, but I have, hearing about your business, um, obviously a lot of people might be in, in a position where actually they tried having a business and maybe it's not for them to run a fully fledged company. Um, because it's often just because you are a qualified mortgage advisor doesn't mean your route is to go self-employed, right? There could be so many other roles within that role. Um, but also by the time this show is out, uh, maybe you have filled that position, maybe you haven't because obviously it's not going to go out live. So either way, if people want to connect with you, um, whether you have a live sure. so We're always... Whereabouts could they find you? Not. No, 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 it's fine. There's a delay in the... It's all cool. Um, no, but where, where can we find you? Where's the best place to connect? Well, I think we've got to, we've got 10 websites, but um, the, the easiest website is obviously our main one, our group one, which has sublinks to all our other brands. So that's just um, finance, F-I-N-A-N-Z-E.co.uk. Um, you can obviously find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, you can find the company on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, or X, sorry, should I say, and Threads as well. I think we have an account on Threads. I think we might even have a, a TikTok and YouTube channels, but stuff keeps getting set up. I don't even know about it. Um, so yeah, we're, we're all over the place. Um, you know, I think if you type finance and you avoid the Italian ministry of finance, uh, you're generally will be the one next door to it. Um, so yeah, you know, and, um, and also my, my email address, if anyone's interested is agh at finance.co.uk, but I'm sure Rod will share that. I won't show your email, Alistair. I'll just share your social links okay. and your website, but, uh, okay. yeah. 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 I think if you actually type alistairhoyne.com, it goes straight to my LinkedIn page. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, LinkedIn, it's highly rating in terms of, you know, um, on the search engine when you type someone's name. In fact, uh, usually the, the first or second link is LinkedIn anyway. So anyway, I'll share all of the well, links. I have, a, I have a pretty unique um, 
No, definitely. And I mean, I have, I'm sure you'll edit this, right? I mean, I've got a pretty cool, unique, um, uh, I don't know if it's a positive or a negative, but I'm literally the only Alistair Hoyne in the entire world. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. like, it's like Tyrion Lannister, the first of his name. Good to know. Good to know. So that name is up for grabs for anybody else who uh, wants to be the second Alistair Hoyne in the UK. Um, I don't know how, but actually, before we go, I did I gloss over the point you made about Italy. Where in Italy did you grow up? So I spent seven years in Varese, which is about an hour north of Milan, um, like in the sort of like the you know just north of like Lago Maggiore and places like that. Only about half an hour south of like um, of of Switzerland. Um, and so I was there from the age of seven to 14. Uh, and then I went back again when I was 18 for a year in, in Florence, um, just to sort of practice my Italian. So, uh, so voi possiamo parlare anche in italiano. Ah, che bene! Sono otto, wow, bravo! Non me l'aspettavo. Comunque, magari offline possiamo parlare in italiano. But for the show, if anyone's... <laughs> we were just saying we'll speak Italian offline, but I'm from this complete opposite... Uh, spectrum in terms of the map but I'm from Sicily but I did actually study in uh, near Florence I studied in Siena uh, so yeah beautiful part of the world yeah 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 I loved it there um, so yeah really really uh, great to chat to you today I think it's the first time we've had a proper full-on conversation that hasn't been you know over LinkedIn so I do appreciate you coming on the show appreciate all the the wisdom and the inspiration that you've shared with us today I think any entrepreneur listening to this can totally relate, but also it gives us so much inspiration that um, there are there are female-led teams out there, but it's not just about having a female-led team. Like, I don't want it to come across like power to the women, like let's put the men aside. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm trying to create a safe environment where we can actually work together and show evidence and, and evidence cases in which that is happening really, really well. So I am delighted to have had you on the show. Thank you again. And if you are tuning in and you've enjoyed Alistair's conversation with us today, give him a thumbs up. Please like the show and remember to subscribe so that you can hear from the next. Yeah, give him a thumbs up. Um, but yeah, remember to subscribe so that you can um, stay up to date with the next speaker uh, that is coming on the show. So once more, thank you, Alistair. Have an amazing week. Thank you, you too.